cult and collective commentary. Featuring Dave A.C. The Sixth Randall Four. Another Colton Collective Commentaries. Yes, we're knee-deep in the new series and knee-deep in button-pressing. It's Mr. Dave AC. Yeah, uh, I've been waiting for you so long. It seems at least a week since we started this uh, commentary. <laughs> yes, can everybody wait through this? We shall see. And just putting on his sonic specs, it's Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Hello, I'm just wandering around this gallery, wondering what the heck that thing over there is. <laughs> Don't press the red button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to scrape off a layer of this paint and see if it says this is a fake underneath this painting. <clears throat> uh, and I bet you're going to use your lipstick to do that, aren't you? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough hints have been given, yes. We're talking all over the top of the girl who waited... With a red-headed girl who... Oh, anyway, anyway, enough <laughs> enough of that. If anybody was at the Colton Collective uh, live show today, you'll know exactly what I think about this episode, but that doesn't deter us. We're going to talk all over the top of it anyway. Isn't that right, gents? Indeed. Yes, we are. Yes. All right, so if everybody has their official BBC copies of... Does anybody know why I lapse into a Scottish accent every time I say official BBC copies of... No? Answer on the back of a postcard. <laughs> anyway, I will count everybody in, and uh, on the magic word play, we will all play our episodes. All right. Here's the countdown. In five, four, three, two, one, play. Appalapa. At this point, I've watched this so many times that I'm really kind of sick and tired of Appalapachia. <laughs> Apolepachia, it's the new Raxacorco Felipatorius. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking it was that guy out of uh, Voyage of the uh, the Dam. <laughs> no, that's uh, Banacavaleta. Which I always sounds like, think sounds like a coffee, funnily enough. Banacavaleta oh. coffee. <laughs> yeah, Banacavaleta coffee. Doors. Doors, yes. It's doors from here on. Yes. <laughs> And the coat makes a return. Yes, it does. <laughs> Speculate away, people. Yes, I, th I, th I think, I think that's Stephen Moffat saying something. <laughs> Especially after this week. <clears throat> the DVDs. <laughs> Interesting with the uh, the symbol of the Green Anchor because. One of the reported titles for this episode was The Green Anchor. And uh, Tom McRae re replied several times saying that that was never going to be a title for this episode. Just people thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I wonder, I mean, they never really do explain the symbolism between the anchor and the waterfall. Not really. No. And uh, you'd think they might have used a green crescent, wouldn't you? Because that's a hospital symbol. Mm. Yeah, and anchor usually goes with blue. Never mind. Um, I'm going to have my work cut out for me in this episode because it's packed to the gunnels with different people. Not. <laughs> so I might actually get to watch an episode this time. I do like the coat. 
Three buttons on that as well. Yeah. Yeah, actually, going back to what Ian said, of the entire modern series of Doctor Who, this has the shortest guest cast. Yes. And I'll get to that when we get to them. Clever. We're back to circles again, aren't we, in portals? Do you, Donna Noble? It's me! I've been looking for you! Yes, and here's the interesting thing. Well, interesting. Well, answers on the back of a postcard again. Stephen Bracken Keogh. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm terribly sorry if it's not. Um, I can't find anything out about the man at all. It's quite bizarre. Um, Lovely voice. That's all I can say. That scene where we saw Karen through the the glass, Mm. I thought it was just breaking up the picture, but obviously she was speeding up. Right. Yeah, I thought uh, it, the doctor was doing something, you know. Mm. And title sequence. And off we go. Oh, and by the way, Callum now dances to this. <laughs> no accounting for taste. He's not my child, really. He does his happy, happy dance, does he? Yeah. Yes, he does. He does. He comes on and he starts rocking back and forth. It's quite cute. <laughs> So this episode is the official title of it is of course the girl who waited, but some of the actual working titles for this episode were either the wait, the visiting room, or the visiting hours. At one point it was even called kindness, but as I said, at no point was it ever called the Green Anchor. Yes. I had a big problem with the the the, uh, the button deal because I just think. Brain-wise, if you're faced with a button on top and a button on the bottom, and there's a green light on top and a red light on the bottom for the buttons, the, the, naturally you'd want to hit the top green one. It's just me, but you know, some people like the doctor love red buttons. Can't resist a big red button. <laughs> yes. And six million people couldn't resist this on the uh, initial viewing figures. Went back out and in again. Yeah. And there right was... Sorry, go, go, go on. No, no, no. <laughs> there was just one filming location for this episode. This was actually filmed at the Wells Millennium Center. I did uh-huh. recognize the Millennium Center a little later on. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't, see was, little, didn't see a little shop, though. It was nice to see that exterior on the confidential again. It's mm-hmm. like torchwood all over again. Yes. <laughs> Oh, quarantine. I just noticed a slight fault there. If if time's running differently for Karen, their voices wouldn't sound normal, would they? I think the um, that there's an allowance made for in the in the device in the view screen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have another two-hearted race. (laughs) Ah, I missed that as well. Now, that's the interesting thing, and it makes it rather kind of confusing that she doesn't need to eat the whole time she's there. 
And yet Apparently she ages. not. Yeah. Because everything's compressed. Yes, in that sense, what would happen is it should be only psychologically she feels as though that time is passing, right. not then why physically on her body. Why did she age physically, though? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very kind of interesting one. Mm. And that's strange, because when she was in the room, there was there was a magnifying glass in her room, wasn't there? Yeah, but he moved his in order to focus in on her, yeah. but she can't see back through it. <laughs> but that's the one thing about these stories, isn't there? I mean, there's so much packed into it. I mean, you can you can quiz and drizz, drill down and so on. But... Oh, yeah. Oh, their kindness will kill you. Uh, I'd better have a drink. <laughs> Don't believe it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's just words, Rory. It's just words. Now, what was that close-up? Was that to show time travelling fast? Hmm. Ah, the toolbox Toolbox. again. Brainy space. Yay, we finally see Eleven wearing glasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's dealt with very, very well. Yes, I'm gushing. It's Rory. Shut up. <laughs> Rory can rescue Amy. <laughs> yep, there we go with the clock. Of course, when Tom McRae was originally writing this episode, his assignment was to write a Dr. Light episode to sort of carry on that trend, which was gone from Series 5. And that's what this essentially is, just with more of the Doctor than a standard Dr. Light story. Right. Now, that's where I recognize that they were in the Millennium Center. The, the, you know, the roof, yeah. The, the, the ceiling there. And, and it's, I think that's like the lobby area, isn't it? I recognized yeah. it from, um, of course, uh, New Earth. Now on the screen, and I'll get to the voice that we heard a little earlier, but on the screen right now is uh, Josie Taylor, who has been in Remember. Uh, it was a short from uh, 2009. as Kate. Uh, she's been in The Midsummer Murders, uh, episode uh, The Glitch, uh, as Emily Hart. Tamara Drew, and uh, she'll be coming up soon in a TV movie called The Other Child as Karen. But also she nice. is a theatre actress as well. It's a nice shot. When I saw that walking back, was like, I thought, Woody Allen, you ever remember the film where he was a robot? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he pretended to be a robot, sorry. Oh. They like these catchwords, don't they? Mm. Oh. 
not so pleasant. Does this put you in mind of anything, Mike? Like Portal? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but... <laughs> There's been a lot of Portal-esque moments in, 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 that I've noticed in Doctor Who of late. It's quite weird. <laughs> I know. But like all others, I'm like, Portal! <laughs> Coming soon, glut us. Yes. And this is typical, isn't it? All, all the upper decks where the, the people are, all white and shiny new down here. <laughs> Again, another is quite quite like uh, Portal in that fashion, you know. Every now and then you get through that little side passage. Yep, the under levels of Aperture. Yes. Mm. Sounds like R2-D2. <laughs> And there we go, that clip from the trailer. Right, right. I was quite surprised about the way that they actually appeared. It didn't seem to fit in with the rest of them. Uh, I would have I would have rather them come up through trap doors, not sort of being beamed into position. And the beaming sequence is an awful lot like uh, what we saw in Let's Kill Hitler. Right. <clears throat> it's nice to see a completely new design, though. I think that really works well. Oh, yes. Of course, as I said before, I'll, uh, that I would get back to her. Uh, Amelda Staunton is the voice of the interface. Uh, she's been in so many things, it's uh, difficult to go into. Uh, but of course, for those uh, sci-fi and fantasy buffs, the best thing you all know her from is Harry Potter. Yes, she's Dolores Unbridge. Eyes forward. <laughs> But yes, she's also been in Psychoville, uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland, Wind in the Willows, Midsummer Night's Dream. It's just look uh, her up. She's been in tons. <laughs> it defeated you. Yes. Well, there's just so much. She's got a, a, such a huge body of work, um, all the way back to uh, the singing detective. She's been at it a while. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> and this reminds you of a couple of uh, Star Trek programs, doesn't it? The, mm -hmm. the City on the Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, and then there's the other one where people go back into the past. Mm. Where's, where's Smock and the Doc? Go on. I'm also noticing with the editing between shots that there's a lot of screen wipes reminiscent of Star Wars. Yes. This was uh, nice. Uh, I think Benjamin Elliott commented uh, his wife thought this was a brilliant looking oh, scene. It's, it is good. It's a gorgeous looking episode. No matter what else I think about it, it is. Uh... Yes, Freaky Hedges. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just gorgeous looking. Coming up for uh, Imelda, of course, is... Uh... Uh, Arthur Christmas, which I'm assuming is probably coming out in Christmas time, as Mrs. Santa, uh, a voice she's playing in that, uh, and uh, the Pirates Band of Misfits, uh, which is currently being filmed, it's coming out in 2012. Uh, she's playing the voice of Queen Victoria, and also in pre-production, and it's just rumored, so don't hold me to it. Uh, but in the Rivals, she is playing Mrs. Malaprop. Ooh. 
And then, of course, another one in pre-production called Effie, which is due out next year. And that's the first time that we hear this multiple, because at this point I was thinking, well, there's only two time streams, the one she's in and the one the doctor's in. Right. Oh, here they come again. And worth a mention here is Naomi Brenner, who is uh, playing a handbot. I'm oh. assuming lead handbot, because we've, of course, just seen two of them there. Um, there are six total. They had six total costumes. Right. That they used. I'm right. assuming that 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 Naomi is the lead one. It's the only one credited, unfortunately. Uh, so, um, and uh, Internet Movie Database hasn't even got uh, Imelda listed as being in the cast. So, a uh, very, very difficult one to to navigate this uh, as far as cast wise. But as far as I'm aware, I've covered everyone, and. It, it, it's almost worth pausing this, but I'm not going to because, of course, it's a commentary and we can't pause. Nobody in this has been in a certain show. <laughs> and here we are again. We had uh, we had uh, him carrying out, what was it, giant scissors last week. Now he's carrying a giant, <laughs> giant magnifying glass this week. Jeez. Well, quite right, Rory. Dude, love that. Dude, love that line though. It's it's totally a Rory thing, you know. Yeah. Are they happy? Oh. And I remember watching this for the first time, and when Rory was wearing the glasses, I was thinking, "And before I go on Tumblr and see all the hipster Rory memes." Yes. (laughs) It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Just looks like she got stung by a bee. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not that convincing because, of course, you can't see a neck in this that scene with her. I think they should have done something with the hair. Just... I've seen I've seen better aged, you know, looks. I think they should done. I mean, even if I mean, we did have this argument on the Colton Collective earlier today about whether redheads lose their coloring, you know, quicker or not at all or whatever. But I do think it would have been a good idea to have done something to her hair, frosted it a little. You know, done, yeah. you know, but it looks almost identical to, to, to regular Amy's hair. And they, they haven't really done anything to her body. They haven't padded no. her bottom out or made her look a little bit more dumpy or anything. No. They've made their face look a bit chubbier. Of course, you, you kind of have to with the prosthetics. You know, add some bit more bulk. Um, but Originally, they were going to have a different actress play older Amy than Karen Gillan oh, offered don't to do the release. <laughs> it was going to be someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with all the comments that uh, it, this is Rory's episode a bit more than Amy's. But yeah, we'll, we'll see that throughout this. <laughs> yes. See, Which would go on? No, 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 go ahead. I was just say we, we were all working out what age that would be. We're, we're assuming she's about 22, 23, so she's coming up to 60. So I think this should have altered his uh, body a little bit. Yeah. But then again, I think they kind of. Uh, I mean, because of the. Uh, the, 
the time differentials and stuff and her not eating, etc. It makes it kind of a difficult thing to... Yeah. But I do think that makes it kind of a bit of a cop-out, you know. I mean, when she was kneeling down there, she was 60. She should have taken a little bit more yeah. effort to get up. <laughs> That's a lovely line. Lovely yeah, line. It is. I mean, like you said, it is Rory's episode. The, somebody said uh, in the text chat, I think it might have been Davy Boy, that uh, this should have been called uh, Rory's Choice. <laughs> it would have been a nice parallel. It would have been. It's a probe. Oh, she built her own. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Into a cave? Yes. That's the cave of the return. I know I've been there before. <laughs> Look at that face, buddy. sits down because he thinks she's talking to him. <laughs> yes. So, with the Rory bot there, that, that means that we're not worried about rescuing the older Amy. We need to keep the Rory bot in action after <laughs> this timeline collapses. <laughs> I don't understand that. I mean, I there's a lot of things you could think of with the lipstick. But uh, it's... I don't know. It, it, it looked like an idea forming, but it wasn't really carried off, I think. Like I said, we're Doctor Who fans. You look at things, you take things apart, but uh, I don't know if uh, just regular watchers would be like, oh, I see what she was trying to do there. Mm. I don't think anybody had given any thought, really, what she was trying to do. She was looked like she was toying with the idea of making herself look pretty for Rory. And then deciding against it, but I don't know if anybody else would have, you know, given that a bind, you know, bit of notice. Now you see, now you see a neck. Now, now the makeup looks more sixty-year-oldish. Now, do we know the locations of uh, of this, Mike? Yeah, Not sorry. that I know of. I couldn't find anything for this location. Right. Later on, when they they do a, a an overhead kind of shot of the the gardens, oh. it almost looks at the like the uh, same gardens that they did uh, "Girl in the Fireplace." Well, I, I actually thinking just about it. It looks like you know where the the mansion where they did the night terrors. That looks like it might have been a folly in the garden, mm. you know, a, a, like a, a, like a the sort of buildings that they had outside mansions like that. Which, mm. so I mean, obviously they've added the statues, but I think that's what it could be. They they could have they could have filmed this 
the other thing that was commented on in uh, the, the collective was the um, that this is also a sort of a Doctor Light episode, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, because because uh, the the disease is only dangerous to people with two hearts, or races with two hearts. That sidelines him somewhat. Yeah. Uh, if you think it's like the, uh, when we had the episode, uh, you know, the Doctor's wife, where Rory and Amy were sidelined, and the uh, the Doctor had the main story. This is like the reverse of that, where he's sidelined. Yeah. yeah Beautifully must... put together. I mean, it's. Mm. I mean, the location. Mm. I think it's the same garden that they used for um, Girl in the Fireplace. You know, outside the palace when uh, right. when the, suddenly the doctor comes Rory, through. Suddenly Rory realizes he's in a holodeck. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does look very similar to that, mm. to the girl in the fireplace. That yeah. Girl, the rail, the, the wall right there. Yeah, where the doctor mm. peers over and watches um, Madame de Pompadour <laughs> talking to uh, her. yeah. A little bit. A woman with a sword. It's got the stance a bit more now. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sydney, back for a second for the uh, exposition. Here we go. Little cheat there, if you uh, if you'll notice, you don't actually see them step through the portal. Nice cut off on the camera there, so they didn't have mm. to do an effect for it. Oh, right. And so you're saying like that the, the, all the indoor shots, of course, are done in uh, the Millennium Center, correct? Yeah, that's mm. where all the indoor shots were. Wow, it's a good use of a location, actually. It's some of the, some of the areas we haven't seen before. Yeah. That that door door area there. Mm. Although I wonder where this is. Unless it's in the boiler rooms of the Millennium Center. I shouldn't think <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> you see the makeup looks a bit different there again. Yeah. Uh, Ian's watching Rory's good lines again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the comments that I did make when I wasn't slagging off uh, Karen Gillan. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is this Rory doing stuff? <laughs> oh. And actually, there was, a, gonna... there was a scene prior to that where, where he got mad at the doctor for something. He said, this is all your fault. Um, 
and I know Darth had only watched it one time, and so um, I'm hoping on the second or third viewing he's noticed the earlier comment and that comment. Uh, if you look at that, you'll see that there is this underlying theme of him um, blaming the Doctor for this. <laughs> Did That's anyone nice. order a gigantic magnifying glass? <laughs> right now, out there, there's a man running naked through Saudi Arabia. Oh, sorry. <laughs> For those of you on our Facebook page, you will understand exactly what I'm talking about. For those oh, of you who I, aren't, well, that... you, know what you, have, you know what you have to do. <laughs> ah. Very poor mm -hmm. like, isn't it? <laughs> There's a theme. Dar said he cried during this scene. Well, it, that shows the difference quite well there. I'd pass you a hanky, but I've got no hands. <laughs> Wait, so that means that there's a series of adventures with just the Rory yeah. and the Doctor? Sign me up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, like I was going to say before, before Rory started saying funny, wonderful, brilliant lines, um, not a fanboy, no, not, not at all, not me. Um, Rory is proof that a uh, male companion can work in the TARDIS. And I don't think you need to have a female attached to them for it to work either. Uh, mind you, I'm a big fan of Turlo. If they, you know, if they kept him on, I think he was actually doing quite well. That. It's uh, safe Ed Beetle blocks. Yes, safe Ed. <laughs> two heads? Yes. Yet another Hitchhiker's Guide reference, then. Uh -huh. Both all the time engines. <laughs> oh, yes. Ah, still got doubts. Why would she think she'd call it the Doctor? Ooh. Rory pretended to be in a rock band. <laughs> I mean, it's a good episode for the sort of character development, isn't it? I mean, we, we've um, we've had such a rip-roaring story with the, all this uh, overarc. It's it's nice to take time out and see the, the, the characters grow a little. Mm. 
The, the interesting thing that this kind of mirrors is in uh, Let's Kill Hitler when we when we get that scene uh, with Melody and, and, and Amy and Rory where where Amy realizes that uh, Rory's not Rory's not gay that you know the reason why she hasn't seen him mm. take an interest in any other girls is because he's always loved her and uh, yeah. so this is kind of a mirror to that it's the you know it's her side of it. Um, even though I still don't buy it. And you know, the other three words we should also be remembering is, what about Rory Bot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor Rory Bot. Good music again in this episode. Understated, but there underscoring things. My centurion. <laughs> yes, on that matter, my uh, much brighter wife and child, especially child, not that my wife's not bright, but my, my son was the one who brought this up. Wish he'd come on the show and tell us about it, but poor Rory Bot, sorry. Just somebody spare a thought for Rory Bot. I know, he even turns away. It's like, oh, <laughs> I've been waiting. How long? No action. <laughs> Suddenly, real Rory shows up and... But, uh... My son said, hang on a second. Rory waited for her for 2,000 years and hauled around the Pandorica to keep her safe. And she has the goal to complain? Just shows you how much Rory loves her that he didn't bring it up. You know, if it had been me, I would have been like, oi, 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 no, 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 I'm not having any of that. I waited 2,000 years. No bitching. <laughs> and the text has come back now. To <laughs> well, we have had two Amy's in. Uh, was it the t Adventures in Time? It was Time and Space, the the, the double episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Children in Need. Children in Need specials, yes. Which were the, the time separation there was only seconds, mm. but they were two slightly different. But the reason that the TARDIS would complain, to, let's say that, would is that old Amy would become a paradox. Mm -hmm. Rescue right. present time Amy so that older Amy would Amy wouldn't exist. It would be a paradox, and yeah. even the Master had to vastly, basically, take apart and rebuild the TARDIS to get his paradox machine to work. And uh, last of the Time Lords. I mean, uh, the TARDIS even have a tr had trouble with Captain Jack. Yeah. And went to the end of the universe to escape him. Yes. <laughs> this this sounds a little bit like a puzzle for a future upcoming game. Yeah. It's not rocket <laughs> science. It's quantum <laughs> physics. 
It's got the physics. Physics. <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a thing that the the both both these doctors have uh, interesting delivery lines of physics. Physics. David, David Tennant in the beginning of uh, school reunion. School I'll reunion. never say physics, that again. Physics, 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 physics. No, no, that was another phrase. Yeah, and he did. He just then he said physics. <laughs> now I wonder what they're going to come up with as a memory. The what? Yes, the first kiss he's thinking. No, they're not. They're coming up with the <laughs> Macarena. Oh, Oops. there goes the giant magnifying glass. Yes, there's uh, what? Hmm? Uh, 14 years bad luck. It's magnified, of course. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> bad hair day, love. Don't worry. <laughs> or good hair day. <laughs> that that awkward moment when you realize your other wife is there. Yes. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, Sorry, mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, two Amy's. <laughs> At least he said weird and not interesting. <laughs> now, of course, if, if time and space didn't do it, uh, this episode is going to cause uh, more slash fiction to be written. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> oh. Right, so we do have a reference to the paradox there. Yeah. I'd missed that the first time. Oh, yeah, no, the TARDIS wants to get well clear of that. What's Which the next it... Amy done to you? Yes. <laughs> He's got that stupid look here. Yeah. Just like Amy has her boys. <laughs> Got my wives. <laughs> and here's the everything will be alright music. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Very kind. <laughs> Talk to the other Amy. Oh, oh dear. The ladies. <laughs> yeah, I'll go find the doctor's daughter. I love, love Rory's line. <laughs> you always say you wish you were two of you during Christmas. Right. That's new music, isn't it? Yeah. Dilemma music. Mm. I've seen a bit of grey at the front of her hair there. The top. Not really. I don't know. You see, the thing is, if they did do it, it's not enough to be noticeable, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, if you have to look that hard, they should have done a better job. <laughs> yes, I expect a lot from my Doctor Who. 
Live with it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a kindness, I'll tell you that. Ah! <laughs> and here's the course, Kill Bill moment. Yeah, here's the clip that we saw in the uh, trailers, of course. Made everybody wonder, what the heck she wearing? <laughs> and why does she have a sword? <laughs> yes. Which presumably is why, if they'd got the script for this as far back as uh, the uh, the pirate story, why she they got to pick up uh, pick a sword up in that? Maybe, yeah. You know, it's never a good sign when a character says, "Oh, I've got I've your got back." Your back. It's only when they've got your back. They're not coming with. Yeah. yeah. I do have a problem with Rory being kind of a bit on on the wimpy side in, in this, you know. He's not as uh, strong as we've seen him in prior episodes. All right, Dave. Quit looking down yep. at laughs. <laughs> of all no, the things... I didn't like all... this. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Of all the things there, he hits the thing over the head with a painting. Well, it's yeah. a fake, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, there's all these sculpture bits and pieces lurking around, and he hits him over the head with the Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Realisation, is that? No, the expression's the, not so good. The, the problem with that is he says, I saw you, you had the, the look on your face when you look at me or whatever, which you'll say coming up, of course. Yeah. Um, but most of that scene was uh, her staring at the back of his head. Oh, this this moment right here. Old Amy's running towards the TARDIS. It's it's quite uh, mm. out there as far as the Doctor goes. Yeah. The door slam. The door just Doctor just slamming that door. But back to when Rory was kicking open the doors of the TARDIS. There's a funny moment in the Confidential where Arthur is behind the scenes and they're practicing that scene and Arthur's asking, should I should I kick open one door or both doors? <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want? Do you want the 23-year-old one or do you want the 60-year-old one? And here's where we get that this episode should really have been called Rory's Choice. Mm. And, and, and it's quite right, too. Um a lot of people have, some people have problems with 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 that. You're you're turning me into you, and it's exactly what the doctor is doing. The doctor is making him choose. Yeah. Which is not very fair. And one thing that I that I've noticed about this scene right here, with old, old Amy outside and Rory inside, it the the way this was shot and the way this was done, it, it for me at least, it's a visual reference back to the end of well towards the end of Doomsday, yes. when the doctor and Rose were had their hand pressed against the, that wall on opposite sides of the rea of reality. Right. And that's mm -hmm. I'm thinking that that's the reason that the doctor didn't go ahead and take off in the TARDIS is because he's thinking back to what to that moment. Mm -hmm. And he's giving Rory that moment. But just a, a, a nice little reference back to Doctor oh, yeah, Who I, itself. I, I kind of thought that when I was watching it. I was like, oh, that's an awful lot like Doomsday. Parting of the ways. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. 
some nice, um, what's the word you call it? The way the the picture's framed. Yeah. Visually, this episode, I think, is just beautiful. I mean, everything, lighting, the the sets, uh, you know, great use of, of the Millennium Center and Split screen again, yeah. See, I mean, the, one of the other difficulties I had with this, not to talk over the emotional scene, but I'm going to anyway, is that, you know, five minutes ago she was talking about going and wandering the universe and only coming back for Christmas, and then she's basically saying how much she, um, she loves them, et cetera, et cetera, and mm. yeah. And in the, only a couple of episodes ago, Let's Kill Hitler, we had uh, River Song sacrificing her extra lives and here's this person sacrificing will cease to exist of course right and arthur did a great job there although i do question the necessity of this mm-hmm. um was it not enough for rory to turn around and tell the doctor to go uh or did they have to do this whole? It just seemed to, know, to me, be a bit of padding. Her staring at Earth and and then you know, what's the reward? Her, This time she knows she won't wake up. Hated that too, because it's quite posed looking. And another mirror image there, I've just realised, to the, the pirate story is we had, uh, we had uh, Rory, Rory pulled in, pulled in, uh, dying, yeah. and lying on the TARDIS floor. Lovely avoidance there by the Doctor. Rule number one, the Doctor lies. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this look from the Doctor coming up here. Is, uh... It's been you, yeah, it's been you, Count. <laughs> I like... The doctor just trying to be silly. (laughs) That look from the doctor right there. Frightening. (laughs) Because he realizes. Was that, where is she about older Amy or Melody? Baby Melody. But yeah, next time trailer. Ah, the clown. Ooh, was that a weeping angel? Yes. I didn't catch that the first time. I didn't see that. That must be quick. Yep, there's a weeping angel. Wow. Interesting. And, of course, the Minotaur. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, if I'm not mistaken, David Williams is in this, correct? Yes, he is. Before he, got a, before he got the Tim's belly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the Weeping Angel. I'll have to 
Watch that bit again. Crazy. And they're also in the Series 6B trailer. But yeah, they're also in that one. Very quick shot. Yeah, of that was. It was I, I hadn't noticed it the first time round, and uh, only just noticed it there. I was like, oh, hey, Weeping Angel. Which yeah. I'm a little in two minds about, depending on how they use it, or you know, um, because uh, from, from what I hear, they, they won't be the main villain. They're, it's just right. the, the idea is that there are rooms that contain different characters' fears. Right, but I mean, the the, the thing to, for me is that in in prior episodes, of course, they've been the main monster, and even one weeping angel is a bad bad thing. And here we've got one weeping angel in a room, well, which you think would be a bad bad thing, but you know, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we don't want to spoil anybody for the next episode anyway, so uh, not that I know that those are true, are just oh, speculations. I only, I only just noticed it in the trailer, so I have no idea what uh, what the episode even entails. Except for David Williams, isn't it? Was he the, the, the rat-looking thing? I think so. Because mm, I didn't see him in there, so I'm assuming he was the one in makeup. <laughs> ah, well, he could be if he's... Uh... A water rat because he's swimming down the Thames at the moment. Yes, yes. Although I think uh, water rats and the Thames have uh, have uh, stronger stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, the man is uh, raising money for charity and doing a wonderful thing, and uh, we wish him well. Now, in view of the fact that I can hear Mike so loud and clearly this week, perhaps Mike ought to go first with his uh, yes. summary. Yeah, one thing that I was mentioning there at the end was. Uh, uh, Amy's question, where is she? Is she asking where older Amy went off to, or is she still wondering where baby Melody is? Because we still have that going on. <laughs> yeah, it, this this was an interesting episode. It, it, I, I like how the, this was you know, supposed to be a Dr. Light episode, but the Doctor was well in this episode, unlike you know previous Dr. Light, Light episodes. And, um, of course, going into this, I also knew that this was going to be Amy and Rory's story. And, uh, of course, all of that entails with the, the fan base. That among the fans are those that really don't like Amy and Rory and wish that both of them would go away. And, of course, no. Of course they'll hate this episode. So that's that's really what your how your reaction to this episode comes down to. Do you like Amy and Rory? Do you not like Amy and Rory? Do you want, this, do you want them gone? Uh, if you don't want them on the show, you won't like this episode. But for, the, for their character story, it, I think it was a good episode. It was a lot... I liked it, especially, especially as I said early on, especially for Rory. This was his episode, even though it was called The Girl Who Waited. <laughs> right. Dave. Uh, well, a couple of things, really. I I should also mention, uh, well, one thing. Um, I forgot in our live show to mention that uh, one of the speculations that uh, one of our listeners, Kathy O'Keefe, had, had put in on our Cult and Collective page on Facebook was... Um, do you think it's possible that um, this uh, older Amy that they'd left here uh, would be so upset with the Doctor having left her that it, that she would be the one that would form this, um, you know, group that are uh, planning against the Doctor and uh, using uh, the daughter as a weapon? Uh, but uh, I think then on reflection, she realised that... Um, that she would just vanish out of existence after the 24 hours was up. But I did say I would mention it on the show, so do that. But um, when I first watched this, I, I wasn't particularly that struck with the actual story. But the same was true of Night Terrors. Uh, they seemed um, equally to me have much better uh, second halves. And where in Night Terrors, 
the resolution was perhaps a little bit too twee. Here, the the resolution was not so much as important as how they got to it and the and the lovely intimate scenes between the the two companions. And whether you call it, um, you know, um, uh, an Amy Pond. Uh, episode or with its uh, you know rory episode those two are definitely the four so it's it's uh if not a dr light episode it's a companion heavy one and uh, it, it works extremely well the location that they chose worked admirably uh the lighting and music was was well defined loved the uh, I, I suspect actually there were probably more visual effects than we think when i first watched it i thought well this is perhaps you know one of the you know, in a bottle episodes, but um, I bet when you count them up, there's quite a lot of effects there. So overall, uh, my rating has gone up. That's the third time I've watched it, and uh, it's gone from uh, a reasonably good episode to uh, more than a reasonably good episode, with some fine bits in the mix, as it were. I think the 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 overall feeling I've had with the last two or three stories is. Um, uh, there have been things you can pull out of all of them that are really uh, highly, uh, well, really good works of art. I mean, but just to say, just I think even one or two people have said this particular episode has been their favourite episode yet, even above the, you know, the Doctor's Daughter or Blink or anything. Uh, I think it was, was it Kobo 47? Um 47. Yeah. So, I mean, the, there is an awful lot of uh, good um, feelings about this. I just wonder that if if there were a lot of people who came, uh, we encouraged to take watching Doctor Who, you know, certain people's mother-in-laws to watch uh, Doctor Who with the, the last episode, uh, Night Terrors, how different is this? And yet, it's a very confined, very small story in a way. You know, the Earth's not uh, in jeopardy, but we do find an awful lot more about um, Amy. And I think uh, we, we've we all said that, you know, the Rory character loves Amy Pond far more than she reciprocates. But I think in here, there's some realisation that may go forward in other stories and um, we also have one other thing, and I'll finish on this bit, uh, is um, are we about to see Rory put an ultimatum to Amy? You know, it's time we, we, we left the TARDIS and got on with our married lives. Right. Just a quick addition. Uh, one of my friends on Twitter who we always talk about Doctor Who after it airs, uh, Bone Dwarf on Twitter, he, he, his comments in the, this episode is that in his opinion, it's his favorite episode this season, had everything, sci-fi, drama, romance, comedy, he called it an epic episode, and uh, he also commented on that terrifying look of it from the Doctor right after Amy asks, uh, where where is she? And just how, how you know, startling that was. But uh, someone else who loved this episode. Speaking of somebody who didn't like the episode and I've actually made that well known to, to, to people on Facebook who are now running through Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> that uh, I mean, I, The episode looks beautiful. I mean, I, I love uh, how it was shot, uh, the locations, how well they're used. Uh, I do have a problem with that one in the background, which was rather interesting. Didn't bring it up in the commentary, but uh, as Amy's walking through at the beginning there, there's a one on the wall. So I wonder if that's just something they couldn't cover up at the Millennium Center or what? Yeah. Anyway, scroll back, 
you know, zoom back and have a look at that if you uh, feel the need. Um, I'm just not a big fan of Karen Gillan. It's not that... I mean, in the past, I've said things about her that uh, that I don't like. I don't find her particularly attractive, and a lot of people do. And that It's not that that bugs me. It's just that uh, um, I don't see it. And so that's one of those things where you hit a difference with someone. Um uh, but I, I just, she doesn't sell the emotion to me, and she hasn't really at all in any of these. I just don't get an emotional uh, vibe from her. Um, uh, Rory, on the other hand, I do. I, I get that he cares deeply for her. I, uh, when he tells the doctor off, there's plenty of passion and emotion in that, and and I buy that every time. Uh, but for some reason, I just don't buy it when it comes from Amy, and uh, that's. That's where this episode falls down for me, uh, where it's supposed to be that. It's between Rory and Amy, and I just don't get her part of it. But I do get Rory, so that's really cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it's uh, I mean, rewatching it, I don't get anything new out of it. Um, did find a, another couple of things to, to kind of point out, uh, the, the mirroring of, of uh, Let's Kill Hitler, uh, when you see when Amy first became aware that Rory loved her, um, and here you get her discussing with herself uh, the realization of, of, of you know how much they love Rory, and, and that you know she named the robot Rory, uh, which I, in a way I kind of actually think is kind of a bit on the demeaning side. You know, especially when he says, oh, so it's like a pet. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, is, is that how you see him? You know, I, I guess it makes me a little mad, but, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's an okay episode. Uh, again, like you were saying, Dave, uh, a, a nice standalone. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll drop it onto a, a disc for my mother-in-law and, and say, hey, there's another episode of Doctor Who you might want to watch. Uh, again, because again, you don't need to know an awful lot. A little more confusing timeline-wise, which might, you know, be difficult for a, a casual viewer to get around. But I think they do a, a pretty good job of explaining it. But then again, I think of today's show and people arguing back and forth on whether she should have had grey hair and what did she eat and you know, when did she last brush her teeth and things like that, and you know, it kind of falls apart a little. But anyway, that's that's uh, my point of view. Everybody's got their own, and everybody sees it in a different way, and it's all those little differences that make discussions like this interesting. Is that right, folks? Indeed. Answers on the back of a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that about wraps it up for us. Uh, join us next week when we'll we be talking all over the top of, what is it, the God Complex? Indeed. Yes, the God Complex. Set in a hotel somewhere, I think. And questions, answers on the back of a postcard. Which one of these pre, uh, three presenters has a god complex? <laughs> um, oh, I'm going to get a lot of mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from the uh, Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody.
still waiting. God. Oh, that's me. It's a kindness. 